It looks like you dripped in Fenty right now, bro. Fenty? I mean, not Fenty, Fendi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Franny, maybe. Like, this gives me all nasty grandma collection, but... It gives me an all nasty vintage Fendi. Like, I can see them be some Fs. <laughs> These fringes give me Beyonce tour. It wasn't fringy enough, but y'all get it. But this episode is not about Beyonce. This episode, for once, is not about Beyonce. This episode is dedicated to our Lord and Savior in music, life, <laughs> love, and being an Aries. We stand Mariah Carey, so... <laughs> that was not great. So, if you like this video, please like this video, subscribe, um, go buy Mariah's book, get into us. And here you go, that was an intro. said Mariah's new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Is that it before yeah. I get too yeah, far in this shit? <laughs> As Chris said, Mariah Carey's memoir, <coughs> The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Oh my gosh, that was so random. I'm sorry. <laughs> As Chris said before, Mariah Carey's memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey is available right now. Um, so definitely check that out. It's on Audible as well as pretty much any other site or store where you can get your book. So what are you waiting for? Let's get into this shit. Mariah has been going through some shit. And when I say going through it, I mean in the best possible way. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Child, if y'all done got into the book, the book a mess. The book spills tea. And I didn't expect Mariah to be out here spilling tea, but... Um, if you have not picked up a copy, Audible is the only version that has Mariah giving you the audio uh, book as of now, as of right now. So uh, okay. we will be hearing snippets from that. As always, we have our free-ish four. So we have four points in the book where Mariah gives us life or spills some tea. So we're going to go through that um, and just talk about the love of Mariah. So boom. I'm ready to stand. Let's stand. The meaning of Mariah Carey starts with basically her childhood. And it goes into... Um, it starts with Wayward Child, which is like part one. It's all of her like childhood stories. Okay. The first part is very, I don't like my family. It's very Tony Braxton <laughs> and with Iyanla, I like, I hate my family. Um, she talks about how her dad is, like, dark-skinned, her mama's uh, light-skinned slash white, so, like, she had to go through all of this, like, childhood things, like, being bullied. Um, she saw abuse at an early age. Like, it was definitely, like, a thing. Well, not abuse. Yeah. And so, okay, so the first part, the first, I guess, thing from the book was that she talked about her dad and her brother fighting a lot and how they were, like, mm. very that. 
And so like that talk, mama said she used to whisper because they were so loud and that whisper gave her her tone. And mama was like, I discovered that I was that bitch in the mix of y'all foolishness. Cause I'm that bitch. And don't think she's not singing in this book, y'all. She is definitely giving us a few Mariah moments, definitely giving us vocal, definitely giving us, I felt like singing right now. So let me go and get this out. Oh, that is exciting. You know, I'm here for a Mariah moment. When you introduced to me the fact that the book was released, bitch, I was like, okay, look at this. So I'm super excited to hear what Mariah has been coming with. I've never really been one to, I guess, read or listen to a celebrity memoir. So I guess we're literally getting to that age where we be getting into people's memoirs and shit. <laughs> right, because I'm trying to think of whose memoir or who has come out with something like this that I just missed and didn't... Because I know people be having memoirs, mm. but I never was, like, gonna listen to one or read one. No. Unless it's Harry Potter's memoir. And I wouldn't even read that anymore. Right, we don't fuck with Harry Potter's memoir writer no more either. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, basically, she was just like, if this kid survives, it'll be a miracle. Um, Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, so, like, the dad assaulted the mother when she was six years old. So, like, the police uh, arrived and were basically like, girl, like, if you survive to adulthood, like, you're literally going to be a miracle. And, like, she took that and, like, ran with that. Let's just get a few, like, lines from Mariah. I feel like I just need a, I just need a small blessing. Because Mama was writing. Miss Mama's was writing. Existence. Early on, you face the realization you don't have a space where you fit in and recognize you were born Ooh. to exist, standing alone, mm. outside. A word. There was a time in my early childhood when I didn't believe <laughs> I was worthy of being alive. I was too young to contemplate ending my life, but just old enough to know I hadn't begun living, nor found where I belonged. Nowhere in my world did I see anyone who looked like me or reflected how I felt inside. There was my mother. Can we pause this? With mm-hmm. paler skin and st- I could already tell I was about to veer even further into that direction, but it was already giving I am mixed. I am mixed, honey. This is my racial hair, honey. I'm mixed. With what? You're mixed. She said, ain't nobody look like me. Ain't nobody want to be me. Ain't nobody sing like me. Girl. And my father, Alfred Roy, with deeper skin and kinkier hair, and neither Black. had faces with features just like mine. I saw them both as riddled with regret, hostages of a sequence of cruel circumstances. My sister Allison and brother Morgan were both older and darker, and not just in terms of <laughs> their skin, though they were slightly right, huh? The two of them had a similar energy that seemed to block light. They had an approach to the world. I feel like this is very coded, but I still stand. Which was my natural tendency. We shared common blood, yet I felt like a stranger among them all, an intruder in my own family. She felt like the white sheep of the family. <laughs> the mixed sheep of the family. I'm mixed. Child, I told you it was giving hella the hella um. Tony Braxton. 
I'm standing um, hearing her say all of this though. I'm glad she had the time. <laughs> Why does it sound like she's in the middle of a subway? <laughs> the subway. She's in the middle of a subway. <laughs> and that's how I could have met the restaurant or an actual subway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically it was very that um, there's a story where she said about her like sister when she was 12, like basically put her in a lane that she could have been pimped out, like made her spend a mm. night with like one of her boyfriends. And like, she ended up at this party and that's kind of where I am in the book now. So I'm like, mm. um, he had a oh gun and stuff. So like, I think a lot of memoirs show you that like people's lives could have went completely different if like one or two instances had a win left. Like if Mariah oh had been a little more involved in that domestic violence situation at home, like, or like her daddy snapped and snapped her, like how different like music and like those type of things would be without a Mariah Carey, like how that, you know, you got to go through that to get to like something better. It sucks, but it's real. And that's just so crazy how Mariah Carey can be, like, one of the most famous people on the planet. Like, a lot of people know who she is, and a lot of people know her story, but there's still these parts of her story that people don't know, and especially people that are, you know, our age, even younger than us, who are familiar with Mariah Carey, but more so just Mariah Carey already being an icon versus, you know, Mariah Carey when she was out really trying to pimp them singles and all of that was really out here letting you know about her. So, like, our parents and, like, older brothers and sisters like that they probably know some of this too but like we wouldn't know because by the time he got to her she was already like she was already on the comeback trail emancipation of mimi baby okay yeah so on to thing number two number two on the mariah meaning of mariah carey um mariah says that the beatles taught her a lesson so she goes into this passage where she was like Basically, she was offered $5,000 uh, for a publishing for one of her songs, All In Your Mind. Okay. Um, yes, I love that song. Uh, she said she refused, because even though back then 5000 seemed like a million, uh, which was how much I got for my first real publishing deal. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing a documentary on the Beatles when I was growing up and was shocked that they didn't complete ownership of the songs that they had written the Beatles so I knew not to give away all of my publishing so like we talk about like Mariah being iconic writer iconic businesswoman but like it's those moments of learning from other legends and learning from like people that have done this before you that have made the mistake of not owning their masters not putting their name on written tracks or things or only putting John Lennon's name on there and then Ringo started one and got no coin because Paul McCartney and um, John Lennon name on everything so, like, I thought that was extremely interesting. Like, a legend learning from legends and then have taught other legends because that's how Beyonce and all the girls are now. Like, we know to own our masters because of who? Mariah. We know that Mariah put her name on Mariah. Her. <laughs> She's on fire. Yeah. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Mariah Carey is surely a pioneer in this industry and definitely um, within the songwriting field specifically. You know, we know her as somebody who owns her own masters and somebody who's very business savvy. So it's really cool to hear those little anecdotes and actually have her break down. You know, like I had to learn this shit from somewhere. I learned it from a random interview. Shit. Right. I know I've learned some shit from a random interview. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're learning so much about her. Well, we're about to learn a little more about some tea that we was waiting on. So she does talk about Tommy Limitolo in the book, and that is number three. (laughs) Mama said Miss Tommy was so controlling that she couldn't even go to Burger King. She said (laughs) that um, they had a $32 million home that was fully staffed with armed guards. And she said she referred to it a lot as like Sing Sing Prison. Like, from New York. I remember that. Like, uh-huh. very that. She's like, Matola would allegedly go berserk if she, like, went anywhere. One time, her and DeBrat tried to go to Burger King, and he basically cussed her and DeBrat out, and it was very, like, volatile. And it's like... It's very Lisa Ray. Very Lisa Ray. If you have not been abreast on that situation, please go to our main show. Okay, we will be talking about it this week. But it was very like, yeah, I would I would kind of be scared if my bitch was out riding around with DeBrat too. But not enough for, <laughs> to be for real, for real. Like, unless DeBrat told me she ate her coochie out at the, you know, in the parking lot, I don't see it as me needing mm-hmm. to actually be upset. But he seemed like a different type of nigga. He was upset off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and basically a lot of that. It, it, she, she went into what, you know, we know he was an asshole. He was controlling. Mm-hmm. He was fucking up her money. There was J-Lo Shade. We'll get to that in our favor and flop, but there was J-Lo Shade. And we all know how that story like started, turned out. We don't know her. It is what it is. But all I was that, like, do we know how that story started, turned out, ended? Well, we know that it was Tommy Matola's fault. So like that is kind of what was hinted to in the book. And you can tell like Mariah's really trying to give this is my story, this is me, or whatever. But also at the same time, like I'm a legend, so, you know, preserve my career. I won't be, like, dragging bitches too much, but I'm a... I can tell the story the way I want to tell it. You can tell. Um, so, last but not least, basically, another thing that came out about, like, her writing is that she wrote, wrote a grunge album um, in secret. I feel like you've heard about that. I have. Yeah. The album was called... Somebody's Ugly Daughter. Look at my notes real quick. Um, It was under the pseudonym Chick, which was apparently her and another singer named something. Mm -hmm. I'm about to say named Geraldine Ford. (laughs) It's like, no, that wasn't her name. (laughs) Pseudonym Chick. I can't see. It doesn't say in this article who the other person was. Time to Google. <laughs> 
What the fuck is this woman's name? <laughs> okay, yeah. So, Mariah and her homegirl, Clarissa. Melissa Joe Hart. <laughs> Bitch, what the hell she did? Music? Clarissa Flockhart? You scared of Clarissa Flockhart? Clarissa knows it all. <laughs> Not Clarissa. Yeah, I, fuck it. I can't find Clarissa's last name. But shout out to you, Clarissa. We stand you for being friends with Mariah and recording this project. Anyways, so Mariah recorded an alternative grunge album in 1995, around the time of the release of her Daydream album, which, you know, featured Fantasy and Always Be My Baby, hits such as those and more. Mm-hmm. One of the top selling albums of all time, period. Any artist, any Period! Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess during that time, you know, she was probably still reeling from the Tommy Matola situation. And she alluded to the fact that her just needing to feel this escape and kind of do something else led her to record an album with um, her friend Clarissa. And on the version that the public so far has heard, Clarissa takes lead vocals, which Clarissa takes lead vocals with Mariah taking background vocals. But apparently there's an even more secret version where Mariah has lead vocals on the songs. And she said she is looking for it. (laughs) She said she is searching. Could you imagine being that legendary that you have a whole like secret album that's an alternative version of the one you secretly released that's like more iconic. (laughs) That's probably just in your uh, attic somewhere, just in a box. Like, I did that. Like, oh yeah, I did do that twenty years ago. Let me dust this shit off. Let me me go and search in my vault and find like this hit album that could low key. I want to hear it. So, is it available somewhere or like? Do I look up chic? Chic? Is she on Amazon? Is she on Apple Music? It'd be interesting. She's not on Amazon or Apple Music. Well, she's available to purchase because the actual, um, I guess it was an actual physical album that was put out at one point in 95, it looked like. So I guess there are like versions of it, but it looks like it's like really expensive to find now. Like it's like hundreds of dollars on Amazon to try to get like a little pre-used one or something. But they do have um, the album leaked to YouTube. So YouTube has been taking them down, but um, at any point you can probably find a version of it to be able to hear I heard a few songs and I was like hmm, these sound good they sound like some like you know low-key Courtney Love type Alanis Morissette shit child she was shouting you know out Alanis Morissette and all those girls like this week she's really been showing love on like Twitter like she's be pre- it's like she's yeah. so prepared to have these moments that it's like that makes sense <laughs> it's like this isn't the 90s no more I'm motherfucking Mariah Carey um, and speaking of Mariah Carey, so we're at the end. We're here at our favorite flop. Um, our flop this week is Jennifer Lopez, a.k.a. Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo, a.k.a. Ashanti's vocal piece. A.k.a. Okay, I don't know her. Die kenne ich nicht. A.k.a. Who's that? A.k.a. She's not that chick. 
So there's basically a portion in the book where, or like a line in the book where she basically pulls out her dick and is like, yeah, I had one of the best selling albums of that year. I'm real. And when you look at it, it's like, it's definitely a J-Lo reference. It's definitely like a, I outdid you that year, bitch. Don't ever act like you're like the next me. And it's like, (laughs) she does kind of go into that like Tommy Mottola thing, but that will never be resolved here for Mariah and J-Lo. I just feel as though Mariah too airy. She be into her Aries bag, you know, to like, <laughs> she never gonna apologize to that girl. She never gonna acknowledge that she knows her. So, I don't know. Die kenne ich nicht. The fact that you made it into the book, girl, shout out to you, Jennifer. Um, I heard you have a lot of shit going on this week with the beehive cutting you up for stealing the partition video, acting like we weren't going to notice that was the same damn house video and concept structure. But shout out to you, girl, Jennifer. Like, everybody needs love (laughs) and a ghostwriter. Everybody needs a green Versace dress from 1999. Not everybody has a best-selling album of the year, though, or decade. Or of like all time, but you know, like the girl, she's she's in J Lo's in list. She has lists, I guess. She has lists. She has like one of the top followings on Instagram. She gotta at least be one of the shout out to you. She gotta be like one of the biggest Spanish artists of all time. Let's go with that. But maybe not quite as big as Shakira or Selena Gomez. <laughs> and on that note, to our fave of the week, yeah. can you guess who it is? Huh. It's Mariah. <laughs> I was gonna say Beyonce. She's on fire. It's Chick. It's Chick. <laughs> I wonder what her other pseudonyms have been like, girl. <laughs> Did you see the tweet that was like, I have a new, I have a new um, all-time fave list. It was like number one, Mariah Carey, number two, Bianca, number three, Chick, number <laughs> yeah. four, Miss What Miss Whatever from Precious. <laughs> oh, Miss yeah. Weiss. Miss Weiss from Precious. Shout out to Mariah being Miss Weiss and Precious, one of my favorite comedies <laughs> of all time. Did not know it was Mariah until like my third view watching it, because I, I just couldn't recognize it. I was like. Is she gonna have a flashback of Mariah just being like Mariah? Is Mariah gonna be on TV? Right, like, where's Mariah? She was the lady in the office. <laughs> I thought Mariah was in this. She was, you gotta talk to somebody if you wanna get your check. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her in 12 Years a Slave, where she gave down. Oh, wait. I think she- Shout out to her in 12 Years a Slave, where she was a light skinned slave, giving us like. I'm in the field. But in the field, you know, giving us equality. But, like, we in all- the field as Mariah. Like, <laughs> I'm in the field, but this is great lighting. This is a moment. This is a <laughs> historical thing. I'm giving you life. <laughs> but as a slave. <laughs> but for real, like, shout out to this woman. It's so crazy. Um, I was on Twitter reading all the little tea about um, somebody's ugly daughter. And it's so crazy if you look on amazon for the review for the album there's a review that's from like a ch or whatever which is definitely clarissa Mm. and it says something to the effect of wow i had so much fun recording this album there's even a little something extra special for the for the little bit of you guys who have heard it and it's like a little winky face and it's like oh my god it was mariah carey and she wrote that in 2015 and people would have no idea 
That's so cute. I love shit like that. Yeah, nice callbacks. Her career is a good callback. Like, it could have went so weird, but like the fact that we're standing over a grunge album that she made during an iconic era, like, thank God, it's not nothing worse than that. Like, girl, <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> we've had legends come and go. And some coming. Some up and coming. Been up and coming since 1992. Oh, wait. Oh, that I could drag know. us. <laughs> right. I, was I just like, picked a random I year. I just picked a random year, and then I was like, wait, is that fast? Anyway, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Freeish. This has been dedicated to Mariah. If you want more of this content, if y'all want us to read the book, if y'all want us to give excerpts in my Angela vocals, please let us know in the comments below, wherever you're watching this. Press subscribe. And this thought, Ricky Lee's with you. This thought, Ricky Lee's with you. If you know how to scream like Mariah, make sure you scream whenever you have the chance. Cause you've got me feeling emotions deeper than I've ever felt now. Whoa, whoa, you got me feeling emotions. Yes, we don't want copyright strikes. Love y'all. <laughs> Bye. I'll do that. Anyways. <laughs> that feels like something Ryan would do that. Like. Right. What? <laughs> I don't want to touch you, but here. <laughs>